Hope you had a uh, good Thanksgiving holiday weekend. It is the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast. How was yours? Oh, that you know, funny you mentioned that because okay. that's right where we're gonna we're gonna jump right into this one, ladies and gentlemen, because it was a Thanksgiving for the ages. And we talked about this before Thanksgiving kicked up. Is like, you know, why it, it should just be nice, hanging out, eating food. Telling mm-hmm. family stories. Yeah. Uh, you know, watching some football. And, yeah. And it shouldn't be any more than that, but always something happens. Yes. And this actually happened the day before Thanksgiving. So we, yeah. we traveled on Wednesday. And for those who who may not know, obviously it's not my family anymore. My, my, my parents have passed on. So we're going to my father-in-law's house. The past, I would say, 10 years we have hosted at our home. So it did feel weird not being in my house for Thanksgiving. Like, just the whole thing yeah. of, like, not having to prepare stuff and not having to brine the turkey and all that. So that was already weird. Um, but, so we're going to the father-in-law's house, and he has this individual that I don't know what they are. They they go out to dinner, and then he will complain about this particular individual, this lady, and not talk to her for a month. And then okay. something will happen. They'll go out to dinner again. And so I'm not exactly quite sure what they are. His Facebook status is, it's complicated. Correct. Very much so. I got you. With a capital C. But during the holidays, apparently she has like a strained relationship with her family. And so she feels a little lonely at the holidays. So he... (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. So long story short, he was having her come over to host the meal. She was going to be doing the cooking at his house. Gotcha. Uh, okay. So we were warned beforehand that on Wednesday when we arrive, she would probably be there to do some kind of preliminary getting things ready, right? Some prep work. Understood. And right there, right there tells me a lot that you had to be warned that she would be there. Correct. Kind of weird. Yeah. Kind of weird. A lot indeed. weird. Yeah, a lot weird. And it gets weirder. So we, uh, we show up and not quite sure um, what preparation was being done earlier on in the day but it seems like it was already done by the time we got there mid-afternoon and a lot of the prep work had been um a workout of the right hand (laughs) indulging in some adult beverages gotcha which is fine whatever you want to do i'm not going to judge but at some point and i don't know exactly how we got there and i think when these type of things happen it's it's so quickly that you don't understand how you get into it, and so then you don't know how to get out of it. At one point, before we're getting ready to go to dinner, something is brought up, and, and all of a sudden, the next thing I know, the individual in question lets me know that, that from Star Wars, which she's wrong about, because then she tells me to look it up, that replicators are real, and that... Space Force has had them for 50 years, which, by the way, Space Force has only been around for like eight, I think, and that the elitists aren't allowing us to use them because we need to rely on the elitists and those in the upper class to buy their wares. And if the replicators were real, and if the replicators were real, we wouldn't need to continue to purchase things. All right, hang on. What the hell is a replicator, by the way? What is this? So then she tells me to look at, like, so I, I, I immediately go into much like you. I start kind of grinning, like I do when I hear something that's objectively ridiculous, and that then escalates things. Mm-hmm. And then I'm told to look it up. 
And so I look it up because she says Star Wars numerous times of replicators. And right. I'm like, there's no replicator. Like, I am a huge Star Wars fan. There's clones. Does she right. mean clone? Like, what is going on here? So I look it up. It's from Star Trek. Okay. And in Star Trek, what a replicator is, apparently you put something into this replicator, you hit a button, and it turns in whatever you need it to be. Oh. All right. So it's like, she's like, so she's giving examples. Like, let's say you have a red dress. And you wear it once, and you, 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 at the end of the day, you fold it up, you put it in the replicator, and tomorrow you need a blue suit. And then the next day, it, suit, it, it shoots out the blue suit. And they're real, and they've had them for years. They just don't share them with us. And, you know, this... this I'm like, to what yeah, end? Exactly. Exactly. So I'm like, okay, that's a thing that's happening. So I'm trying to figure out how to get out of this tractor beam of conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So my first instinct... Oh, no, no, I would follow that one. Well, here's... <laughs> so my first instinct is... Yeah. It's Star Wars, not Star Trek, and I make that delineation, right? Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, they are... And I love that that's what you get hung up on, not <laughs> the fact that her whole premise is bullshit. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, no. hey, hang on. <laughs> hang that on a second. That did not happen in Star Wars. <laughs> exactly. That is a Gene Roddenberry creation, <laughs> Correct. and I'll let you know right here and now. George Lucas would never have that kind of ridiculous <laughs> coming out of his stories. This is that Star Trek crap, and this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Yeah. So somehow, I, I, so I say that, and then somehow, I guess I counter with, well, you know, we're replicating meat in labs <laughs> to then that just sets off another beep, beep, yeah. beep, incoming crazy here, by the way. If we end up on QAnon sites, it's because of this particular portion of the podcast. Somehow that gets turned into, well, you know why Europe has banned all McDonald's, which I'm pretty sure they have. No, no, no. Plenty of McDonald's over there. Yeah. But according to this individual, yeah. Europe has banned McDonald's because did you know, Johnny, and our listening public, that McNuggets are made of baby meat. Oh. Children meat from China. And they only know this in Europe? Yes, they only know it in Europe. because and that news hasn't crossed over to, over the water to us? No, no. Because yeah, there's no eyes, actual way to communicate back and forth. There no, aren't like international no, websites no, that you can no, see. It's no, just, exactly. They only no. know over they, there they, and they, we haven't heard it here. Yeah, they've cut off all communication. But this banana hat did. Yes, they know because their okay. eyes in Europe, their eyes are open. I There's see. so much more culture than us, so they know to stay away from the McNuggets that are children baby meat from China. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I'm like, "Good lord, do you not?" But but, but um, again, do you not say how are they harvesting that? How does that happen? Where do you get babies? <laughs> right, exactly. How is that? How is that a whole thing? Right? How is that a whole thing? Um, and at some point, then it goes from that into how bad GMOs are right. for everybody, and like you need to be more organic and like the replication stuff, and that comes back in the equation. So my wife, God bless her, goes in the, with the replicator thing. Goes well. Isn't the human body kind of a replicator then? <laughs> she's like, you know, like we grow back skin and the and and then she's like, no, I'm talking about organic replication. And my wife yeah. turns to me at that point and goes, "Isn't there? Any, there's nothing more organic nah. than, than the than the human body to See? be." And so here's how I get out of the whole thing, right? So then it goes back to the GMOs and how bad everything's for you and how how terrible everything is. And here is here's my off ramp. And I think this is the worst off-ramp I ever, but I just had to do something, and I go with what I know. I then say, I don't know what the GMOs are doing or not doing, but I know that my body is a finely oiled machine. And she goes, huh? And I go, I go every day, once a day at least, and some of them don't even break the water. (laughs) I'm like, my colon is the strongest muscle in my body. And so I go immediately to a a shit joke, and it... It diffused everything. Oh, good. And so it, it right there, it kind of stopped. We chuckled. 
she was still a little bit perturbed by us not taking her seriously. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, at that time, it was go- time to go to dinner, which she did not join us for. Whew. So that was that was pre-Thanksgiving. Okay? Oh, the story's not over? No. Oh, great. So then... I'm so happy. Yeah. So then we find out the next morning um, that not only will she be hosting the meal, but that we'll be meeting her son. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this before, Johnny, mm-hmm. but um, as an adult child, having a pseudo quote unquote play date with another adult child right. is awkward at best. Of course. Thankfully, he didn't go into any of that particular thing. He knew the rules. He came in and engaged in, wow, the food looks good. Mm-hmm. Hey, who's playing football on the TV? Right. Um, what is, you know, Sensible. and here's some stories about my kids. And thankfully, that was the end of it. There wasn't any more GMO, but because of it being no GMOs and everything organic and everything else, the meal was mid at best. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it was like she she boasted you about gotta put some MSGs in there. Yes, exactly. Liven that up. Yeah, she boasted about how much butter was going to be used in everything, <laughs> and she made a green bean almondine. That was flavorless at best. It was mm-hmm. like green beans that were blanched and then sliced oh, almonds in there. God, that yeah. was it. And then there was a there was a combination of potatoes and sweet potatoes together, which I thought was cheese in Ooh, there. Wow! But it was mashed sweet potatoes and potatoes together that still had no taste. That's somehow weird. That somehow it's have no taste. God, what do you do when you go to somebody's house and their food is weird? Right. That, so when it comes to the table, and I'm so used to hosting, and I know what I'm doing, I would have smoked it, and you're just kind of there, and it's another yeah. weird stranger shows up, and the night before is still hanging over everything. You don't want that. No, I didn't want any part of it. I'm like, you couldn't put this in the replicator and replicate flavor? And what do you do <laughs> in those situations? Because uh, the holidays aren't over yet, and there's going to be another dinner someplace where people... And there's always somebody who just launches... A scud missile for yes. no particular reason. Just out of nowhere. And your instinct is, shut up, that's stupid. Yes. But you can't do that either. No, because I mean, you don't want to be rude. Either way, everybody loses. Yes. You know, you're either going down this road of a, of a stupid conversation about Star Wars <laughs> Replic- replicators that are in Baby Star Trek. Meat nuts. Yeah, exactly. Or you're making things awkward by saying, you are a lunatic and you need to see a doctor. At one point, I kid you not, Johnny, that got so heat like she got so heated with the, her tone and voice. I literally just laid back down on the floor, put my hands behind my head, and just let it go. Yeah, because I'm like, you know wow, what? Wow, really? Yeah, I just went noise canceling headphones on her. Like, yeah. okay, you spew whatever you're going to spew, and I'm just going to sit here and judge silently now. But next time, don't invoke Star Wars. God, God forbid. <laughs> Screw you. Ruined your whole weekend. <laughs> that's the thing. She and here's the thing. Star Wars that's the Star thing Trek. I'm still hung up most yeah, about no, it. Is that the other craziness that was spewed was the fact that you would besmirch the Star Wars franchise. Good Lord. <laughs> so, and like I said, the food was, was mid at best. Yeah. But at least none of it had... This particular situation that transpired for a poor woman just trying to eat a salad. Yeah, we'll take you to Greenwich, Connecticut, uh, where this Elitist woman Elitist with has, the replicators there. Yeah, she's uh, filed. A, this woman has filed a lawsuit. She went to a place called Chopped, where you go get salads. It's called Chopped. Okay. And apparently they chopped too much because uh, in April... She realized that, quote, she was chewing on a portion of a human finger that had been mixed into and made part of the salad. Is that a special? 
Do you have to ask for extra finger in your in your salad? And you know, this 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 is where the thing gets weird. Not the fact that she was eating a finger, but the fact that somebody in fact did lose a finger. Oh, good lord! According to the suit, the restaurant manager accidentally severed a piece of her left pointer finger while chopping arugula. Ugh. Don't you then stop it and go, hey? I, I, I cut off a finger. Let's right. stop all production. Nothing right. goes out of the kitchen until we find the finger. She goes to the hospital, and the arugula goes out to the table. <sighs> no, you can't do that. Um, Was there no, like, what kind, it had to be like some type of French dressing, right? Because wouldn't blood have spewn out at some point? You're asking questions I can't possibly answer. Right, true, I'm sorry. I'm just going CSI on it. Um, so Rugula goes out with finger in it. Yeah, and according to her lawsuit, she suffered injuries including shock, panic attacks, migraine, cognitive impairment, nausea, dizziness, and neck and shoulder pain as a result of eating a finger. <laughs> she is seeking unspecified monetary damages. Westchester County came in mm-hmm. and fined Chopped. What do you think you fine a restaurant that served for a serving finger? a finger? Knowingly serving a finger. That's the thing yes. that's so strange. You knew something happened, and how do you not clear the decks, throw away all the food, <laughs> right? and say, and say ladies it. and gentlemen, I'm sorry, we're going to have a, you know, everyone needs to go home because we've just had an incident in Correct. the kitchen, and we need to just shut this thing down. Shut it all down. I would say, the way you framed it, I would say they probably pay like a ten thousand dollar fine for the finger. <laughs> Chopped was fined nine hundred dollars. That's I don't know, it. I don't know where. Um, nine hundred uh, bucks for a finger. Where, where in the that salad. is on the list? Are you flipping through the book and saying, "Oh, what about charge?" And, yeah, for a finger in the salad. Um, and then the uh, the article goes on to list other times when fingers were found in food. 2016, a pregnant woman filed a claim saying a fingertip was in a salad at Applebee's. 2012, a Michigan teen said he found a finger, including a knuckle, in a... (laughs) It's one thing just to have a fingertip, but a full knuckle in your sandwich. Uh, But he was at Arby's, so... (laughs) They have the meats, the meat knuckles. 2010, a woman sued IHOP when she found a finger in her fried chicken. And uh, 2005, a man found part of a severed finger inside of a pint of frozen custard he'd bought uh, in North Carolina. How long before you go out to eat again in that particular situation? You know... (laughs) When a finger shows up in any of those foods, how long until you say, you know what, I may go back out there again Yeah, dip my toe? We hear about frivolous lawsuits and the like, um, but everything she listed there is perfectly reasonable. Yeah. And not and being unable to eat food again probably should have been on there as well. Correct. And how long until you realize you're eating a finger? Who, baby. Yikes. Speaking of eating things, I don't know what to make of this, right? We're getting into the end of college football regular season, the bowl season's upon us, and we always joke about all the different bowls, like sure. the, the Tax Slayer Bowl and the Weed Eater Bowl and everything else. Well, now Pop-Tarts has their own bowl. Do they? It's going to be the Pop-Tarts Bowl, going to be played December 28th down in good old Orlando, Florida. They made the announcement earlier this week that they're going to feature the first edi- first ever edible mascot. <laughs> <laughs> so they make the announcement that the winner of the game will celebrate by eating a very large toaster treat. Because why else would you make the mascot edible? <laughs> so they say, no word yet on what the flavor will be. But whoever gets to play in the Pop-Tart Bowl, not only do you get the prestige of playing on December 28th, but the winning team then gets to devour the mascot. Now, I don't know. I'm assuming the mascot is just going to be a giant Pop-Tart with a face. 
Yeah. And not actually going to be someone inside a costume. Oh, no, no. That's the way you is- have to do it. That's the way you have to bake a person inside of a Pop-Tart with their hands sticking out the side. The Pop-Tart runs around uh, for all quarters of the game. Yes. And then the winning team <laughs> just, just eats the person out of the Pop-Tart because otherwise the person won't be able to get out. Okay. okay. That's the, uh, this is the way I would do it. Okay. I uh, I pick up what you're putting down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't eat the person. The person no, no, no. is baked the into the Pop-Tart. The person, I don't know how you do this, but I'm the, telling you the there's person. There's no escape no, from the Pop-Tart. Right. <laughs> it's running around. And then at the end of the game, to your point, you eat around the edges yeah. to where at the end, the person who is in the Pop-Tart right. costume emerges and thankful for their life. Right. Some poor actor, yes. uh, you know, making 75 bucks uh, in his underwear is inside the Pop-Tart and you got to get him out. <laughs> I love that idea. I that's think that's my idea. I think that should be the idea, but I don't know how you work that into the pregame speech of the coach. We're going to go out there. We're going to win. We're going to yeah. get this. And at the end of the night, we're going to eat the mascot. You, yeah. You make a brilliant point because that's not very enticing to want to win the game, is it? No. In fact, you want to throw it here. <laughs> Correct. If you're down by three with 10 seconds left, yeah. you go, just let him score. Why? Can, I don't want to eat the mascot. Can you Do you want to eat the mascot? Yeah. It's like two minutes left in the fourth quarter and it's zero to zero <laughs> and both teams are just looking at each other. Nobody's you're gonna moving. You're going to score. You're going to you know. score. No, I don't want to score. Catch you don't want to score. You catch the ball and you just throw it off sides <laughs> <other> immediately. <laughs> Give it to, they're handing off to the wrong team. Just right. please take it. Take it. Go the other way. Right. You throw it to the ref for no yeah, reason. It's just, I don't want to eat the pop. It's too cuddly and cute. I don't want to have to yeah. eat the pop. Eat the pop dart. Yeah. This is Ugh. not what I thought I was getting into oh god what a weird kind of fetish situation they have there at the pop tart bowl this next segment brought to you by nugenics you know you get yourself a bottle of nugenics and according to the commercials of course you, it, it boosts your man yeah man, man boosting, boosting formula. formula yeah she'll um, like it too just so text I, I don't know what else it does but apparently yeah you are just ready to go yeah text um, boost to six nine six nine six nine and so you might be into this fetish uh, that recently uh, appeared in uh, the Washington Post. All right. Does it involve the big herd at all? It doesn't. Okay. Uh, but it's not something I think, you know, we're both creative guys. I think we can come up with some pretty outlandish, insane things like, yes. you know, cooking an actor inside <laughs> of a pot tart. Yes. I don't think you would come up with this one, though. In the world of sexual fetishes... Crossing the political aisle is the latest kink. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really sticking it to the libs. Yeah. like to, Well, yeah. Brought to you by Clay and Buck. And that, that's what's interesting is both sides of the political spectrum. Oh, both spectrum sides are. Are really into this. <laughs> what a, like that to, is weird. I could not in a million years come up with this. I'd like to introduce you to Roxy Ray, lying on her pink bedspread. Uh... She's draped in her black teddy, thigh-high stockings, uh, and leotard print stilettos. Okay. And we thought Brick Dollbanger last week was a weirdo. She turns to the camera and says, Mmm, that looks like uh, the view to persuade you to vote Republican for Daddy Trump. We both know you don't, you don't know what it's like to be the alpha. You're just a beta obeying everything I say. Pretty soon, you'll be Ugh. preaching and posting the Republican way all over your social media. Oh, God. By and, the way, that, that'll, she'll be hosting a new Let's Talk show on WMAY. <laughs> you can find her at the website Clips for Sale, an adult <laughs> video sharing website. Okay. Uh, there are people who get turned on by the idea of having their political views mocked 
usually but not always by members of the opposing political group. Liberals desire being dominated by conservatives and called pejoratives that imply they are weak and unintelligent, while conservatives want to be mocked for supporting Donald Trump, among other perceived transgressions, according to those. Look at you and your small hands and your (laughs) terrible dance moves. Uh, there's another. There's a social networking site for people with fetishes called FetLife. <laughs> Gotta get that FetLife. And there are at least a dozen. Don't, not to be confused with MetLife. Right. No. How many fet. people? How many people accidentally type that and like this isn't insurance at all? Yeah. Several. Yeah. There are at least a dozen subcategories of the kink, uh, such as hot conservative girls who make liberals cry. <laughs> at least four. How is this a thing? I don't know. I don't know. And it, and given the choice between this and having the conversation from the Wednesday before Thanksgiving again, I would have that conversation nine times out of ten. God, I can't even imagine being in a state of sexual arousal and having a political conversation. I mean, the, the two are so amazingly contrasting. Correct. I couldn't imagine. I mean, it, it's just like, where where's where's the kink in this? Yes, in the throes of passion, be like, yeah, tell me how you're going to eliminate the debt. Build that wall. Ugh. Um, outside of FetLife, BDSM, that's Bondage, Discipline, Dominance, and Submission. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Washington Post had to clarify that. Yes, thank those. you, Washington Post. Uh, sites cater to the taboo turn-on with such names as Triggered Liberal Snowflake. <laughs> how, how is that a turn-on? Good Lord, where are we at in a society now that that's a thing? This started for this one woman, uh, Roxy Ray, yeah. back in 2021. Uh, from a fan who sent her a note saying, one of the most difficult and humiliating sacrifices to make is to vote for a Republican te- a candidate when you're a Democrat. If I were to surrender control of my vote to you, that would be the ultimate sacrifice. She charges $150 for a five-minute custom video. Five minutes, 150 bucks <laughs> Of her humiliating you. How are we not in on this thing? Yeah. A lot of the content was liberals submitting to conservative Republicans or MAGA types uh, being red-pilled into supporting and worshiping Donald Trump. Um, Only, only... Only that, only him, I think, would could bring about this whole thing. Yeah, this guy, no, I mean, the, the, well, and what's interesting is the article goes on to say this has been going on for a long, long oh, time. Oh, before that? Yeah. Okay. Um, he, uh, this guy works in the auto insurance industry, spoke on the condition of anonymity because he fears uh, his family finding out about his fetish. He said he got turned on and it surprised him uh, before the Trump era started that everyone's thought about politics as being sexualized domination from a, from a political party and an ideology uh, that I can't tolerate made it, made it way more of a turn on. He liked the fantasy of a dominant man stealing his wife from him. Yeah. Uh, okay. He says, everybody's got their own thing, I guess. Uh, but he said, uh, um, he said, I'm very, 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 very much a liberal, and if my friends or family had any clue, they would be shocked. Of all the porn I partake in, <laughs> when you start I a would sen- be- <laughs> When you start a sentence like that, you may be watching too much. It tells me you've got a filing cabinet and it's all... <laughs> what, do you, what do you say? Of all of I've, I've watched. Yeah. Uh, he said, of all the porn I partake in, I would be the most ashamed and embarrassed if someone were to find this. You should be. Yes. <laughs> You should definitely be, and should never start a sentence with, of all the porn I partake in, this would be the most, I only can imagine what else is in that guy's 
actual yeah. collection. Yeah. Like if he's gone, if that, he's that, gone, this is the one. If this, well, not only that, if he's gone to this extreme, that he's he's already gone through so many other weird weird ones that he's settled on this being the most embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Sixty-year-old man known by his fetish persona, Master Black Seder Dragon Wolf. <laughs> what? Unexpectedly became a fetish became a fetish dominant when a twenty-two-year-old straight-identifying college student responded to his Craigslist ad. Uh, That's still a thing. People still respond to those. Yeah, this was this was, this was back, back in the day. day. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's um, been going on for a while. My bad. He said, uh, the, the student said, "I wanted to be punished by a person of color because I voted for Donald Trump." Okay. Everybody's- he felt guilty. He felt like uh, being punished would make amends. Um, he said, nothing surprised me after that. Uh, I punished him for denying us our rights and preventing women from having abortions, which is a wonderful conversation Oh, my God, to yeah, have. Have right in the middle of throws well, of passion. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. For the Kevin Kavanaugh. <laughs> Kevin McCarthy. Oh, yeah. I'll show you, Mike Johnson. I'll yeah. gavel this. God, we're weird so, people. So yeah, that one, uh, that one. I I thought I I thought I was a well well rounded person. I, I I at least had a general idea of what the various kinks are. You know, yeah, well, yeah. Furries, you know, you know all those. Yeah, you exactly. get tied down, yeah, or somebody spanks exactly. you, yeah, or something along Maybe those lines. Maybe they tickle you a little yeah. bit. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, th- I, thought, I thought those were the big three. <laughs> I didn't know there was anything else. <laughs> you didn't know there was. A, you weren't like the man with the vast array of pornography yeah, of a, I, of all the porn that I have. <laughs> this is my most embarrassing. Uh, God bless. Yeah. Well, we go from... And uh, she'll like it, too. <laughs> well, she won't like this. Uh, apparently, did you realize you can suffer from frozen penis? Really? Yeah. Apparently, uh, let me introduce you to Cal Halverson, uh-huh. who is a Swedish cross-country skier who suffered the condition of frozen penis while competing in icy temperatures in Finland. So literally frozen. So he's he's going... He's doing his cross-country skiing thing. Temperatures dropped to a chilly 5 degrees Fahrenheit at the start of the race. After taking part in the 20-kilometer World Cup event in Ruka, Halverson said, quote, I have frozen my penis. <laughs> for real, damn, I had to lie there in the athlete's tent for 10 minutes to warm it up. So you said frozen penis, and I thought it was going to be like tennis elbow and had nothing to do with tennis. No. But you're really talking about, about a, a frozen penis. A, a penis sickle. He goes, it hurts so damn much, it's terrible. Yes, because it's frozen penis. Yes. What do you do to come? I mean, he was actually. What do you do? What? How do they warm it up? Do you just stand in front of the heater? What? what, what do you? How do you go about it? With the frozen did, penis. But, but, I mean, how did this happen? This doesn't happen well, to people. It, apparently, it happened. Not only did it happen to Halverson, but uh, Remy Lindholm of uh, Finland also required treatment for the frozen penis. And they're Just do- the penis? <laughs> right. It's like, okay, what part of their getup and uniform? Right. I mean, you're cross-country skiing. I understand it's ridiculously cold, but you're doing physical activity. And And I don't know about you, but back in the day, my football coach, when we were practicing the cold, said the warmest parts in your body are your pits and your crotch. So when you were cold, your hands are cold, you shove it in your crotch. (laughs) Oh, he was one of those coaches? (laughs) Apparently he was. Out of all the porn that I've seen. Exactly. Whatever you say, coach. put Put my hand in my crotch. But yeah, it's a frozen penis. And it's, it's not. See, frostbite usually happens on the extremities, your feet and your hands. 
Well, apparently, sometimes your face. Apparently, the white exposed. I don't know if this guy was cross country skiing and forgot to zip up after he was done with the bathroom beforehand. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. It seems really difficult. But it's not only him for a person to freeze their penis, especially when ex- doing exertion. Mm-hmm. It'd be one thing if, like, oh, I was I was hiking, I got lost, I was stuck in the wilderness for right. five days, I have frozen penis. But not I was partaking in a World Cup cross country ski event and my penis froze. That it's doesn't like, like, seem like, like a thing yeah, it should be. I mean, it's got to be swinging around and doing stuff. I mean, that, yeah. I don't know if he needs a better uh, better Stop. uniform, if he needs a better sponsor, if mm-hmm. he needs a hot hands in his junk. <laughs> like, you know, the little packets, like next time yep. before he goes, just yep. shove it on down there. Uh, but that right. should be a... got to squeeze it to activate it. Is that <laughs> So, yeah, Mr. See, if, and, and if I'm the doctor in the emergency room and they wheel him in, I just shrug my shoulders and go, yeah, that's tough, man. <laughs> And I love well, how he had to add. now. Yeah, I love how he added, it hurts so damn much. I imagine it would. Yeah. It's yeah, frozen penis. You know what also is pretty terrible is this possible way of dying. Or, and she did die, right? This yeah. woman did, did pass away? Yeah. Um, go to South Carolina where Dorothy Louise Downey just sounds like an old woman. Yeah, poor Dorothy. And she's uh, 83 years old. I guess she was at her daughter's house uh, helping her move. And she walks into the kitchen where some of the floorboards were loose. Okay. Suddenly, the floorboards give way. Kapow. She not only falls through the floor, but apparently under the floor was a 50-foot well that had been covered up. Timmy, what are you doing putting the well there? Yeah. Um, I guess they didn't have those kind of codes back then. They just build over a well and hope for the best. That's the thing that really, yeah, surprised me is that there was this whole... Uh, well shaft underneath a house that nobody knew about until Dorothy poor, Dorothy, poor May Dorothy. Found it. yeah um, local police said uh, she was helping her daughter move and uh, the daughter then had to crawl under the house to try to find her mother oh uh, but poor she, woman but she was she was down in the drink um, the property was built in 1920 listed as poor condition in uh, Ocani County. But it was sold for more than $300,000. To a house that has a well underneath with crappy floorboards? Including 25 acres of land. So maybe the land was, was worth a, lot, a bit, was bit of... $290,000. And, <laughs> and the terrible house with a grand. I've never heard anything like this one, said one shocked Facebook user. So sad. My heart goes out to this family. My deepest condolences. May God comfort her family. It's like... Nah, 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 nah. I mean, at least... I, I hate to say this. She was 83. Right. So she had a decent life. It's not like a, you know, no offense that the the well didn't take someone a little bit younger. I imagine, though, when you're 83 that you're going, you know what? I, I, I've, I've made it. This, is, yes. this ain't bad. I'm doing okay. But you never expect in a million yeah. years to be walking across a floorboard no. and, that, and that being your demise. No, not not ever. And so. It seems like a Final Destination situation. We're like, ah, you've, you, Dorothy, you've you've gotten away from me so many times. It I'll really tell you does. what, I'm finally gonna get you, Dorothy. It's, like you it's were the floor, yeah, the floorboard and the well. Yeah. And we will uh, wrap up this uh, edition of the Micah Molson Too Good for Radio podcast with another terrible happening. Woman scorned. They go off the rails sometime. Here's a woman from Florida. Uh, who stabbed her boyfriend in the eye with two rabies needles for looking at other women. You said a rabies needle? Yeah, rabies needles. Is that something you can get at Walgreens? Uh, apparently so. Um, the guy says police were actually called to the hospital when they spoke with the victim. He claimed the pair had an ongoing argument about him looking at other women when the fight took a twisted turn. He said he went to lay down on the couch. 
She allegedly jumped on top of him with two rabies needles that were for their dogs. <laughs> oh, I see. And okay. stabbed him in his right eyelid. She then left the home after she realized what she had done. So they were found by police sleeping in a vehicle outside the home. But she stabbed him in the eye with rabies. So they're going to give rabies shots to their dogs. Right. These aren't needles full of rabies. <laughs> I, That's what I thought. We I thought, about. you know what? You never know. Maybe yeah. I'm assuming it was uh, a vaccine for the rabies. But I, I, like, I, rabies I like treatment. Yeah. I, I like you thought maybe she just had rabies needles. Yeah. She, she went to the vet and be like, do you got any rabies lying around? Yeah, I need some rabies needles to stab in his eye. Yeah. That's that's like some uh, Putin level uh, it murder. Is. Like you just you stab somebody in the neck with rabies yeah. and run away. <laughs> Give him some rabies needles right in the old eye. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God, people are weird. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what we've found out by the end of this particular podcast is people are just weird. With the replication and their weird fetishes and their rabies needles, just just try to be a little normal. Yeah, listen, you got you got more holiday events coming up uh, over the next handful of weeks, so just prepare yourself. If somebody takes you down that road, um, you know, just just get ready to follow them and and make life miserable for them because they don't they don't deserve your energy and attention. And mark your calendar for December twenty eighth as we'll all have a group watch of the Pop Tart Bowl where the winning team. We'll see if a, a team actually wants to win it, and if so, watch them devour the mascot. Do you think they should? I made a, a quick point. Do you think they should uh, also bring that into the Olympics? Because the Olympics oh, already yeah. have a mascot, so like make it a giant cupcake, and besides a gold medal, you just get part of whatever cuppy the cupcake. And These you can are- These are things I would watch on television. (laughs) Yes, definitely so. And what I would listen to is this podcast. And don't forget, she'll like it too.